Hi, my name is Jeremy Kanji. I'm in the class of 2022, and this is my leadership philosophy. One thing that ELP has taught me throughout the past two years is there are a lot of different types of leaders in this world. At the end of all this, the funny thing is that I still can't deliver one concrete sentence defining the word leadership because, quite frankly, there's just way too much involved. But one thing I've noticed is that there always existed one very specific characteristic of leadership that was pretty much universal and unchanging, and that was humility. Humility, by my definition, is a complete lack of a feeling of self-importance without bringing down one's self-confidence. It's a feeling that you are by no means above anyone else around you. At this point, though, I do want to draw a very harsh distinction between confidence and arrogance. I absolutely do not want that definition to undermine the value of being a confident, secure self. However, I think that humility is actually the key to that confidence. If someone is secure enough in, them, in themselves to get that good grade, to do that good deed, or to be that good person, and not feel the need to go around and notify the world of how great they are, then that indicates that they are already confident enough in themselves. They feel secure without the praise or approval from their peers because quite obviously it doesn't really matter to them. They know that they'll already be receiving the inner praise of being a person for others, and that is what I wholeheartedly believe. There's one quote from Jesus in the Bible that any person, regardless of their religious beliefs, can really learn something from. So it goes, be careful that you don't practice your religion in front of other people to draw their attention. If you do, you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. So to interpret that, do your good deeds in silence and never seek praise or attention from other people. I've tried to abide by this philosophy for as long as I can remember because I just think that putting oneself on some type of pedestal above all others completely devalues any good that someone might do. It changes the motivation of your actions from I really want to do this good thing for this person or these people because that's what's right and that's what will make me happy to something more along the lines of, I hope everyone notices how good of a person I am and how awesome that one thing I did really was. So why is that so important? Why do I hate seeing students tell the whole campus about the good grade they got? Why do I hate watching athletes post daily videos of their highlights? Why do I hate seeing a politician talk about how much money they've donated? because I just believe that the intention is just as important as the action. If I'm doing something good for someone, it should always come from the kindness of my heart with no other intentions. While I'm by no means saying that it is an easy thing to do, I'm saying that it's undoubtedly the right thing to do. However, I would also like to point out that humility is the most difficult to practice when faced with its exact opposite. In other words, when a certain classmate just won't stop telling you about all the amazing accomplishments they've had, cutting you off all the time to tell you about all of their top tier connections or whatever that they've made in some job fair, on and on and on, it's the hardest thing to not respond with the accomplishments of your own. Nevertheless, with this sense of humility comes an inherent willingness to be vulnerable due to that feeling of being on the same exact level as all of your peers. Humility allows others to feel comfortable around you and to come with you for help without any fears of being judged or scolded. 
humility makes all of your actions significantly more admirable as it shows that you aren't doing anything for the sake of your image amongst others. Humility allows you to focus on ways in which you can improve as opposed to constantly glorifying your strengths and accomplishments, keeping you hungry and always looking to be a better person for others. So Jeremy, you lead into your leadership philosophy by emphasizing the importance of humility. You define it as, and I quote, a complete lack of a feeling of self-importance without bringing down one's self-confidence. It's a feeling that you are by no means above anyone else around you. So my question is, how then would you compare humility to selflessness? Is there a distinction to be made for you? So I'm actually really glad you asked that question because I wanted to mention that another reason why I value humility so much is because it becomes an umbrella term for other things like selflessness, which is an equally necessary facet of good leadership. I do believe that they coincide with one another in the sense that any person who is humble enough to know that they aren't more important than anyone else is a person that is willing to serve others and carry around that giving without receiving nature. So essentially with humility comes selflessness in my opinion. You also touch on good deeds and, and the recognition that often follows. So as a leader, do the motivations behind your actions themselves have to be inherently selfless to be good actions or, or is there something else to that? Well, in talking about selflessness, I don't want to ignore the need for a good leader to focus on their own personal growth and ultimately take care of their own physical and mental well-being. If you're the only person involved in your actions, then no, I don't think they always have to be completely selfless at all. But if we're talking about actions that involve others, if you want to truly deem them to be good actions, then yes, I would 100% turn to the Jesuit phrase that I've carried around for many years of being a person for others and say that they must be selfless. I'm also sort of curious to hear you elaborate upon the role of vulnerability in leadership. Could you unpack that for us and explain how it ties in with humility as a whole? Sure. So being a leader quite obviously implies, I guess, non-complacency and placing yourself in difficult or uncomfortable situations. And once again, as I previously said with uh, selflessness, humility and never putting yourself on a pedestal in front of others allows you to kind of jump into those situations and become vulnerable in front of your peers. Um, a person who is humble enough to admit their shortcomings or failures to them will most certainly become vulnerable in front of those same people. And I believe that this is what allows for authentic experiences with others, which is a key component, in my opinion, to being a good, effective leader. So then that sort of leads me to ask, is, is humility a sort of prerequisite for vulnerability? Uh, do these two things depend upon one another? Can you have one without the other? You know, thinking about it, I guess you could say that they're practically intertwined in the sense that one pretty much can't exist without the other. In order to become vulnerable and show your authentic self to other people, you're going to need some sense of humility in you that allows you to say, look, this person is equally as important and valuable as me. So they deserve that vulnerability from me. 
So you closed with, and I quote, humility allows you to focus on ways in which you can improve as opposed to constantly glorifying your own strengths and accomplishments, keeping you hungry and always looking to be a better person for others. Uh, so Jeremy, I mean, I, I have to ask, what keeps you hungry uh, to be a better person and a better leader day to day? Well, as cliche as this is going to sound, it's got to be the knowledge that there will forever be room for improvement in myself as both a person and a leader. So being perfect obviously can never be attained by anyone, but that doesn't mean anyone should strive for anything less. Well, Jeremy, you know, thank you so much for that insight and your sharing of your leadership philosophy with us today. Um, there's definitely a lot to be learned from it. Now, we always like to end these uh, podcasts on, on kind of a lighter note. So my question for you, Jeremy, is what do you get on your steak and cheese? <laughs> well, after I wait in line for about 45 minutes to <laughs> even an hour sometimes, I literally walk up there and I ask them, put everything on it, including extra chipotle and teriyaki sauce because if i'm waiting that long it is going to be a really really big sandwich it's a monster what what size do you get i always get the double double nice. steak can't nice. go you wrong. gotta you gotta treat yourself for the weight for sure well <laughs> of course of course you know, thank you so much jeremy for for um coming to speak with us today i really appreciate your time of course thank you so much for having me